COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa, both S's. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at IC sativa pod you can find and subscribe to our podcast on spotify itunes anchor.fm overcast radio republic TuneIn, stitcher iHeartRadio, and the google play music store please rate and review us on itunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs if you like what we are doing please become a patreon supporter of the podcast and support us supporting us helps Helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor.fm slash I am cannabis sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash IC sativa podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have $5 and above tiers if you're feeling extra generous. And a special thanks goes out to our current Patreons and supporters. Shout out to our friends of the show, Reefer Revolution, for supporting the podcast. Shout out also to Joey One Love 420, also a friend of the show and contributor of, of the show uh, and founder and frontman of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Howdy, y'all. Dan Scotland here joining you from Legal, Massachusetts, the heartland of America. Um, so for today's episode, we're going to be talking about how justice delayed is justice denied. Um, on a number of different um, podcasts and a number of different articles and a number of different tweets, I'm seeing this sort of baby brain mindset um, um that keeps permeating um, discourse around cannabis legalization. And by this, I mean that there are certain segments of the cannabis community that believe that if the bill, like, let's like, like, let's say your state is um, legalizing cannabis legislatively, like Vermont just did um, with, with sales. Um, if, if that said bill or that said fix that the legislature comes up with has tyranny or has some imperfect aspects of it that um, that have to pass um, because you know, because um, in the legislative 
when you pass cannabis legislatively, again, most of your most of your lawmakers they hate the plant, they hold it in contempt. You're not going to, you're never going to get as good of a of a law legislatively as you're going to get um, through citizen initiative. So, if you don't live in a citizen initiative state, what your lawmakers come up with, um, however imperfect or however flawed it is, that's the best you're probably going to end up getting. No scratch that. That's the best you are going to get because you don't have ballot initiative like other states. Um, there, like we had talked about with Vermont's um, sales legalization, there's a lot of imperfection in it. They're capping concentrates, I believe, at sixty percent THC um, flower at thirty, and then there's going to be like roadside testing or whatever if they suspect um, you're impaired. Which, again, there's no proof for that yet because the current test that we have only tests, they only test current use or if you had use in the past 30 or, or 60 days, they don't test impairment right now. So there's going to be a lot of false positives with that Vermont one. And again, I have lots of beefs with, with what, what, with what um, Governor Scott squeezed in to the Vermont bill, um, but... Again, Vermont does not have ballot initiatives, so you're not going to get anything better until you replace you replace all the anti-cannabis and all this. Oh, this is a fish issue. This is a deadhead issue. I haven't done it in three decades. I don't know any other person who does it. No one I know does it. It's you know something you do in your twenties, and you know you get rid of that phase and be a real adult. Whatever. That's your politicians. That's most of your politicians, even in legal states. So you're at the mercy of them if, if, if you don't have ballot initiatives in your state. You know, you're not going to get a perfect initiative like the ones that were voter approved that the activists came up with and the users came up with. You're just not going to get that through representative government, you know, at least as it stands right now. And legalizing sales for Vermont and, and, and facilitating more expungements is justice served because drug war victims are going to be freed from prison. Um, less drug war victims are going to be created in the state of Vermont and people won't be, won't have their lives ruined by a flipping plant. All right, so I'm going to read an article from Radical Russ. Um, this is this is from Ohio's failed measure. Um, and then we're going to talk a bit more about this topic. Um, as always, I can be found anywhere you find podcasts, such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, and other platforms like it. On Twitter, I'm IC Sativa Pod. On Instagram, I am Cannabis Sativa. All right. The dumbest reasons to support Ohio marijuana pro prohibition update. Update. I have some astute readers, one who shall remain anonymous, but is well educated on the intricacies of state governments critiqued my terrible pres president section. I modified the text with italics for the inserts and strike throughs for, for the deletions. It's on the ballot now. Responsible for Ohio. 
the group that shocked, shocked the drug reform world has qualified their constitutional amendment to end Ohio's marijuana prohibition for the 2015 ballot as issue three. Again, this failed five years ago, but um, I think that there, there are some insights to this article that can be applied now. This means that the conversations about which method of legalizing marijuana someone in Ohio may prefer is moot. On November 3rd, 2015, there are just three choices for the Ohio voter. One, vote yes on issue three and end prohibition. Two, vote no on issue three and continue marijuana prohibition. Three, vote, just don't vote on issue three and be silent about marijuana prohibition. As one of the few highly visible marijuana reformers in full-throated support of ending marijuana prohibition in Ohio, I've been through Twitter and Facebook battles with numerous Ohioans who claim to want marijuana legalization, but argue vehemently for continuing marijuana prohibition in Ohio at least one more year. Here are a few of their arguments called from various posts and paraphrased for continuity. Wait till next year. This argument, this is the argument that the birds in the bush, that the birds in the bush are far better than one in Ohio's hands right now. They'll tell you that there's is OT that there is OTEP Ohioans to end prohibition waiting in the wings with a better initiative for 2016. I like OTEP's language better than issues three. For for that matter, I like CCHI Jack Her initiative language in California better than all the other ones proposed here. But but what we like as reformers and what is politically realistic are two different animals. It doesn't matter what language you write if you have no money and can't raise any signatures. OTEP's OTEP's been at been at this for years as well as other well-meaning groups and none of them have ever raised one-third of the signatures needed to get on the ballot even even medical marijuana which enjoys far greater support also none of these groups have the money to show in their campaign treasury some are in the red I've heard rationalizations like next time in 2016, OTEP will be able to put together the money and the signatures. But in 2016, California will be fighting to get on the ballot and it will track much more of the money donated to support legalization nationwide. Add Nevada, Michigan, Massachusetts, Maine, Arizona, and maybe Missouri for 2016. And that leaves a lot of competition for those pro-legalization dollars. Could 2020 be the next realistic shot? <laughs> oh man, I, I love I love reading these old articles. Um, they foreshadow a lot. They, you know, a lot of things that you think w would have happened don't end up happening. Um, 
before this pandemic hit, Ohio was on track to put another one on the ballot, like like Russ is alluding to. But um, pa- COVID nineteen changed the, the entire globe, so um, Ohio's uh, efforts got stalled. But we were talking about one earlier this year. Um, they they almost did it, um, but. I mean, with with the pandemic and you know social distancing and safety, the the you know it had to get shelved. But um, look look at that. Um, as you know, issue three failed, and um, we're we're five years later, and they have a medical program that's um very expensive, that has limited caps on the amount of dispensaries. And they're selling it in tents at prices people can't really afford. They don't have better access. They didn't get a better one within five years. They had just said, yes, they could have reformed what they have. Their medical program would be in a lot better shape. And um, people would stop being thrown in jail for a plant in the state of Ohio. But people were like, oh, let's punt on better like again that's baby brain stuff that's white privilege stuff like someone that looks like me gets profiled and and harassed by cops pretty darn frequently i'm always going to favor a solution that's gonna make it so i'm less targeted by cops always i don't have the time to wait for a better initiative and to be profiled even for even more years until you know, white people find a initiative that tickles their fancy. I don't got time for that. And my freedom is going to be on the line if I pull, pull that stuff. So again, it's baby brain nonsense to think you're going to get a better initiative if you just punt on the imperfect one in front of you. You got to deal with the realities that are in front of you instead of wanting things to be how you wish they were. Could 2020 be the next realistic shot for Ohio if it loses in 2015? Ask California where their 2010 loss wasn't followed up with until hopefully 2016. We got decrim. That's the argument that since Ohio has the nation's greatest decrim limit, there's no need to pass flawed legalization. Any adult may possess up to 100 grams, 3.5 ounces, and face only a minor misdemeanor with a $150 fine and likely driver's license loss for six months to five years. Dang, son. But that still means that marijuana is a contraband substance. That still means that cops can detain and harass you over weed smell. It means cops can search your car and get warrants to search your home. And while minor misdemeanor isn't a criminal record, it's still a record that can haunt you in job, housing, and school searches for years. It also still means you have to get your marijuana from criminal underground sources, overpriced due to, overpriced due to risk, untested, uninspected, with few choices. If this decrim is so great, why bother fighting for legalization? Monopoly bad. This is the argument that issue three creates just 10 commercial growth sites that are owned 
by the investors of the campaign. Ohio should in reject legalized marijuana tax revenue, new jobs, new businesses, because 10 growers will produce all the commercial marijuana. Ohio should just keep criminals in charge of all the commercial marijuana. First, it's not a monopoly when there are 10 separate competing interests. It may be fairly called an oligopoly, a domination of the market by the rich, but oligopolies exist everywhere. From how much producers you can get, from how many providers you can get, operating systems, air, airline flights, automobiles, eyeglasses, cable television, for that matter, where were today's Ohio's monopoly haters in 2000 and I'm trying to see 2009 when the casinos pioneered this type of amendment. Second, oligopolistic domination of marijuana production has been the rule throughout most of the recent medical marijuana states, with even fewer than 10 producers allowed in some states. Nobody seemed to raise much, this much of a fuss when those oligopolies passed. Now, I think oligopol oligopolistic control of marijuana production sucks, but it sucks less than criminal record, or it sucks less than criminal control of marijuana production. Legalization of marijuana, even under issue three, is better for consumers and even for current marijuana producers than prohibition. If you are a consumer, it will be legal for you to possess weed and have great marijuana shops over a thousand in which to purchase it. Or you can decide to grow your own. If you are a dealer, you will be able you will if you are a dealer, you will you will be legally you will be legal to grow and own a marijuana shop. If you are a processor making edibles, tinctures, extracts, you will you will be legal to own and operate your own processing facility. If you are a grower selling currently on the black market, you could become an employee of one of the 10 grow operations. You think Frosty Rucker Oscar Robertson, Nicholas Shea will be tending those warehouse grows or you decide to stay on the black market. There is far less chance you of you getting caught now that drugs sniffing drug sniffing weed will dog sniffing weed will not will be worthless and evidence of growing will no longer be probable cause. Terrible president. This is a warning that Ohio passes issue three. It sets the standard for legalization, unfolds in other states. I heard a similar prediction from the opponents of Washington Initiative 502 in 2012. That is, per se, DUD. DUID standard and prohibition, prohibition on home grow would become the template for future legalization states. Except Oregon and Alaska did not include those in conditions. Massachusetts did not include those conditions. Nevada, to a certain degree, didn't. 
Um, except Oregon and Alaska didn't include these conditions. Nevada's measure on the ballot doesn't. And the proposed measures for California, Michigan, Massachusetts, Maine, Arizona don't either. Furthermore, it would be difficult to export Ohio investor model somewhere. There are just 27 states with some form of initiative referendum process. Of them, four have legalization already and one is already on the ballot. Minus Ohio as well and you're left with 21 possibilities. Then, then nine, ten of those remaining states, Idaho, Utah, Wyoming, Montana, Arkansas, North Dakota, South Dakota, Oklahoma, Nebraska, and Mississippi, and Kentucky aren't likely to either attract investors because of their small population or have a reason or have a reasonable shot at passing anytime soon. So now just 12, 11, poss- po- 11 possibilities. Kentucky only has legislative r- referred referenda. Arkansas belongs in the small state unlikely to pass list as it defeated medical marijuana in 2012. I, I plum forgot about Montana. California, Arizona, Nevada, Michigan, Maine, Missouri, and Massachusetts already have strong, well-funded, reformer-driven campaigns that would provide serious competition to an oligopoly threat. And aside from Missouri, they all have existing medical marijuana entities that would fight back. So now it's just four possibilities. Of the remaining four, New Mexico has only has legislative referred referenda and Delaware only has advisory question initiatives neither of which support a Ohio like proposal so that leaves just Florida and Illinois where the Ohio investor initiative model could be exploited to an extent we've seen this happen in Illinois um it seems to be a mostly a big cannabis adult use market um so and florida again true leave is the true leave and kim river she's the heisenberg of florida true leave has the bulk of the dispensaries although you have you know vitacan you have grow healthy you have cure leaf you have uh uh what's the name one plant or whatever they're called um that's an oligarchy for for the most part in florida um so i mean you have seen it bear out to a degree but now in 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 illinois now that they've had legal for the past year that's less people going to jail that's less people having their lives ruined that's less drug war victims being hauled to jail We've we we've we we didn't delay justice by waiting for the perfect um, bill in Illinois. Um, unfortunately, in Illinois, you can only um, growing your own is like a is, is growing your own cannabis. I think a few plants is like a is like a traffic ticket. So they didn't they didn't fully get home grow rights um, like they wanted. But I, I would bet most people would still take what they have now as opposed to it being illegal. 
Now, all adults over the age of 21 can 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 get the cannabis for medical purposes over the counter. They don't have to get a card. They don't have to be on a list. They don't have to give up guns. Again, most people would, would likely take what they have now as opposed to punting and waiting for a better bill. Of the remaining four, New Mexico has only legislative referred referenda and Delaware has advisory question initiatives, neither of which support an Ohio-like proposal. So that leaves Florida and Illinois where Ohio investor initiative model can be exploited. However, Florida only allows constitutional amendments and those must gain 60% of the vote. While Florida already in the throes of a multi-million dollar medical marijuana amendment campaign that may barely win <laughs> barely win no um it it got 71.3% of the vote it got the highest it ended up getting the highest amount of of support of any medical initiative um we could see we'll see if um we'll see if Mississippi beats that record at this point cuz you know, four years ago, our four after four years, our attitudes have continued to get better. So, we'll see, we'll see what Mississippi does. But all right, let's let's continue reading this. With Florida already in the throes of a multi-million-dollar medical marijuana amendment campaign, they may barely win. Would investors sink millions to compete with a less popular legalization? So maybe Illinois will follow the president. But there again is the threat of existing medical marijuana infrastructure fighting oligopolistic control. And Illinois' initiative process is so arduous and limited, practically speaking, that it would be possible to pass an oligopoly-led marijuana legalization initiative. It's in the Constitution. This is the argument that placing oligopolistic control of commercial marijuana in the state's constitution installs it per per permanently. It's a hypothetical argument, considering that changing the constitution is what brings up the argument. If those other groups like OTEP have the power to get completely new marijuana legalization on the ballot in 2016 after a well-funded 2015 effort fails, why wouldn't they have the power to amend the 2015 legalization that passes? Wouldn't it be easier to run an amendment that opens up commercial grows within Issues 3 framework than to run an, an initiative or amendment to create an entirely new legalization framework? They'll never get medical right. They haven't gotten medical right. And them having them having adult use in 2020, if they had passed this, would be an incentive to get that right. Because when you have both programs, you want to keep both programs profitable or solvent. So having both in comparison or having both medical and adult are going to feed off each other. This whole... This whole, they're not going to get medical right. They haven't gotten medical right. They punted on this. Um, they let the lawmakers write the medical one instead of just putting it on the ballot. And now there are caps on the licenses. People are buying tents and people are being price gouged. They, they already haven't gotten it right. Having legalization would have given the people more leverage. 
This is the argument that this oligopoly campaign is merely giving lift service to medical marijuana and patients will never get the care they deserve under this model. While the establishment of a medical marijuana program may be very vaguely defined in issue three, the legalization for recreational use gives patients a far better deal than current law. Anyway, no matter what condition you have, no matter if you've seen a doctor or not, a patient can grow four plants and possess eight ounces at a home. How can you tell a cancer patient this deal isn't good enough because too few growers will get rich. Are you willing to bet the cancer patient will be alive in 2016 and someone will have raised the money and signatures by then? We can do better. Marijuana legalization advocates sometimes make the mistake of believing it's a choice among which legalization we want rather than which legalization we can get. No matter how much the lousy campaign cultivation plan sucks, every person who claims the mantle of marijuana legalizer should be voting yes on, on issue three in Ohio. Think big picture. First, do you want to have a high profile state legalization loss just one year before we try to pass legalization in maybe six other states? The mainstream won't understand that we love legalization and hate oligopolies. They'll just see the momentum of legalization wins ended. Second, consider that Ohio's legalization won't occur in a vacuum. If this oligopoly is as bad as marijuana is as bad at marijuana growing as critics contend it will be, then they will be losing in competition with currently illegal growers who then are who are then harder to bust because of home grow and with illegal imports from legal states, which supposedly will be better quality than oligopoly weed, harder to bust since people can legally possess marijuana and drug dogs will be retired from marijuana detection. Third, other states nearby Michigan will legalize and open up the competition eventually. The federal government will lift its prohibition and Ohio's 10 growers will have to compete with the 10,000 growers from the West Coast and Colorado. Either those oligopoly growers will successfully compete, in, in which case Ohioans getting West Coast quality weed at reasonable prices, or they won't, and the whole commercial framework will have to be overhauled. Too much oppos opposition to Ohio's model comes from people who are just offended by the idea that rich guys who know nothing about marijuana swooping in, becoming richer, while people who have loved and cared for growing weed will lose the opportunity to get rich. I understand taking offense, but I cannot understand the hatred of rich convincing someone to remain a criminal and keep others criminal. Yes, on issue three, then spend the time, money, and effort you would have exhausted on a brand new medical marijuana or legal marijuana campaign and fix what is wrong with issue three. Exactly. Exactly. Bingo. So it's written by the uh, legendary radical Russ, as you guys all know. So there you have it. I mean, you... Justice delayed is justice denied. Justice delayed is justice denied. I'll say that again. Justice delayed is justice denied. Punting on legalization is just going to make criminals out of more people of color, 
Um, it's just going to make it so people, even, even if they have medical in their state, they may have a very restrictive program like Vermont does. Vermont, you are tethered. You can only go to one, you can only designate one dispensary. And if you want to get other strains or you want to get other products, um, you're going to have to go on the Massachusetts recreational market and pay your 20%. Or you're going to have to drive to Maine and, 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 and go on the recreational market and pay whatever taxes they pay. Patients do not have options in Vermont, and they don't have options in Connecticut because they are tethered, and in New Hampshire as well, too. Legalization gives those people options. Just punting gives does not give those people options, and they're having to go on the black market, or they're having to go on the recreational market, or whatever. They're not getting the access they need if you keep it illegal and you wait for the perfect bill. Like I said earlier, and I'm going to wrap it up with this, the current, the current representation you have in Congress and that you have on, on, on a government level, they hate the plant and they hate the people that use the plant. How do you think you're going to get a, a ideal legalization when your politicians hate the plant and hate the people that use it? Like, riddle me that. Like, we just saw the Supreme Court turn down taking Alexis Bortel's case our Supreme Court, on the highest level, they, they look at it as a deadhead issue because they didn't hear the case this year. Most of your politicians don't like the plant. You're not going to get perfection as it stands right now. You're not, gonna, you're not even going to get most of what you want from a, a lawmaker-created bill. You're not. You're just going to have to take what you've got and work to make it better. And I don't got I don't got any time nor patience for baby brain. We're gonna punt on this because it's not perfect. Find yourself a new podcast to listen to if that's your mindset. I'm I'm, I'm that through with that mindset. You know, it's baby brain thinking that's going to be an impediment to this movement. All right. Um. So I'm I'm Dan Scotland. I'm your host. You can find me. Anywhere you find podcasts, such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, other platforms like it. On Twitter, I'm IC Sativa Pod. On Instagram, I'm I am Cannabis Sativa. You want to become a Patreon and support us for $1 a month, you'll get early release episodes. You'll get exclusive episodes. And for $5 and above, you will get a ever-expanding archive of all our older episodes. So far, we have over 400 back episodes that are ad-free, and you can listen to them on your private feed on the app of your choice as intended. And to get to that, it's bit.ly slash 2NJMSHN. Like, share, and subscribe. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends, and free Julian Assange. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h 
https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever-expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord channel and that discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 65TG2NR. Again, that is HTTPS colon slash slash discord dot GG slash 65TG2NR. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp based products. You can check them out by the link HTTPS colon slash BIT dot LY slash 33FKRV9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.